baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Don't stress. Listen to the podcast at WTIC.com or on the free Odyssey app. Monday, here we go again. Another exciting week of talk radio on WTIC, the great radio station of Connecticut. 860-522-9842. Call in a rant. 751-4698. Rants will play in two hours. We've got George and Vernon live right now. Hey, George. Hi, how are you? What's up? Uh, that's George. Hey, kind of find ironic that, uh, you know, uh, you guys had some conversation earlier about uh, the FBI or the Department of Justice of telling Trump uh, jump out of the race and uh, we'll let it go. Isn't that Weaponization of the of those departments that the Republicans are looking into right now. Um, well, don't you think that's how government works? It, it all belongs to whoever holds office. All right. So whatever it's been done in the past then is okay. So why are we having these hearings by Jim Jordan now? Then if that's how it's supposed to go, and that's how government works, then why are we wasting all this money for? Supposedly, weaponization of FBI, DOJ, et cetera, et cetera. So this is all... Because that's also how government works. Whoever has power does the investigating. So if Republicans control the House, they investigate the Democrats. Okay, so with that being said, then, there's investigating things, but at the same time, they're willing to say to Trump, drop out. And the DOJ and FBI won't investigate you. Isn't that kind of ironic and kind of hypocritical of saying we're not going to investigate you, but we'll investigate other things for weaponization? I don't understand that. Well, all you have to understand is Democrats and Republicans are criminal organizations under different names, different flags, who basically are working for the same thing. They love big government stealing all the money out of our society. And they take turns with both parties always holding some power in the country, right? Okay. We, we think of it as being switching sides, but they're, they're partners in running the business of robbing America blind. Okay. Uh, uh, I, I disagree with you, but I have another point, though. Uh, another question is that you just said that earlier that Trump is, is running uh, possibly because he cares about himself and to uh, make himself look good. I, I shouldn't say look good, but to, uh, you know... Uh, to get revenge. Uh, revenge, exactly. And uh, he doesn't care about the country. So why are these people who are pro-Trump, if they know that he's revenge and not for the country, why would anybody vote for somebody who's not for the country? Uh, because they perceive him to be for the country, they conflate his lust for war with 
having the same goals in that war that they have. I think that's okay. what holds people to Trump, because we are all stuck in a binary, George, uh, that's hard to escape. Most of us are, of left no, versus right. I understand, right. but, it, but if he comes out and says he's not for the country, he's for himself, of revenge, then how can anybody vote for somebody who's not for the country as president? Well, he didn't say really he's not for the country. He'll, he says he wants to make America great again. Yeah, but you said that, that he's I not for that, the country. Yes, yes that's yeah, my... So, I, that's how I interpret when he says, I'm your retribution. He's reminding right. us that what he what motivates him is Trump at war and Trump going to victory. Okay, so I understand that if you understand that point and why millions of other people don't understand that point, that he's not for the country, he's for retribution and for himself. So how can anybody vote for somebody that's running for president of our United States that is not for the United States, as they say they are, and running for retribution. Well, let me ask you a question, George. Let me have a turn asking questions. Which person who might be president of the United States is in it for their love of the country as opposed to their own personal advancement? I'm sorry, say that again? Which person who could get elected president of the United States is in it for them, for the country as opposed to for themselves? I don't think there's anybody. Exactly. So that's the answer to your right. question right there. Thank you, George. Got to get some other people on the air like Jim and Cromwell. Hi, Jim. Hey, how you doing? Thanks Go ahead, for Jim. taking my call. Well, thank you I'm for sorry, making it. You did the work. You had to dial. Sorry to say that first opening line. I know how you like that. Um, regarding Trump, uh, what president in modern day history did not take a salary, but took the salary and donated it to charitable causes? Uh, JFK the is the only you, other one I can think of in the last 60 years. Well, uh, you think that was a sacrifice for him? Whether it was or wasn't, it was done. Okay, well, but you you're saying judge. it like that's some huge sacrifice. Ned Lamont loves Connecticut because he doesn't take the salary for being governor. It's it's a, a laughable amount of money to Ned. I understand that, but it's it was a statement that was made and followed through on, and it was given to causes that yes, were very don't, good. Yes, but don't assign it some grand magnitude. It's just a trivial little thing. I won't take the salary. Make me look good. That's all they do. In regards, in regards to love of country. I don't think there's been a president in modern day history of my time other than Ronald Reagan that has been more love of country, especially to the military and to the police department uh, and first responders. Uh, I think he's pro-United States 100%. Everything he said about China, the Wuhan lab, everything is coming forward. That was what he said, and people said he was crazy to say it, was correct. Well, so I don't, dis I I don't disagree with you. Trump doesn't play the games that the other ones play. This is why he was a better no. president. He because he, he 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 goes by his instinct, and if somebody's trying to screw him, he doesn't let them do it, and he takes it personally. So in that way, that allows him to be much better because these other guys are out there conniving for how they can use every policy decision to get more power. Trump is not built that way. You're right. But I don't think it's because he loves the country. I think it's because he loves Trump. And he doesn't want anyone.
to take advantage of Trump. And if Trump's job anybody Trump, that ha- go ahead anyone that has a position like he has, and I've worked for Fortune 500 companies and pretty big bosses, they have all egos and big heads, but they get the job done. Whether you like it or not, I've worked for a lot of bosses like Trump and be made a lot of money with him, yeah. with those types of people, and companies flourished. So they're not always the easiest people to deal with. <laughs> if, Biden, sure. if Biden is allowed to stay in this race, Trump will crush him, okay? And it's going to be up to Trump if he does win the, elect, uh, the nomination. It's going to be up to him to pacify the DeSantis people. DeSantis, another great bench warmer. I think he's a great individual. He's run probably one of the best states, uh, state governments in, in America, with Florida being that. He is very popular, is very, very astute, very intelligent, ex-military. Um, he's a very good guy to have, uh, in, uh, like I said, on the bench. I think Trump uh, has to vindicate himself from a stolen election. I think if anyone has a half a brain and they see the, the boxes where all the ballots are and how they were harvested and screwed up and this and that. If you have a half a brain, you would have to say that that election was stolen. And well, I, that, think, I think and all he, elections are stolen. Not to this degree. There's new, there's new computer models. There's new uh, algorithms. There's new technology. The Democrats have honed it very good. And all that's going to come out, I believe. And I think Trump has a, a score to settle. I, I, don't, I, I think it is personal with him, but I think he has a score to settle because he really handily won that election. What time in your lifetime did you ever stay up late and all of a sudden they stopped counting votes? I don't all remember right, Jim, that ever. Got to run. I don't want to talk 2020. I want to talk about the future. And this is one of the problems Trump has is he fixates everybody on the past. It's not a good way to win elections. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Quick break. We'll take Mark, Walt, Joe, Shirley, Sally, Bob, Ted, and Alice. In that order. When we continue on WTIC. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk ten eighty. Thanks for being here. Monday afternoon. Yeah, I find it kind of depressing to go back over this territory. You know, that we have to relive the whole Trump thing. It's uh, it's hard to uh, keep running the... I know a lot of people are all charged up and excited because they see it as some kind of uh, chance to get even on behalf of Trump. But I don't see that as our mission. I see it. our mission as saving the country and... The country's at a different place, I believe, right now. And um, we don't have to be going back and, and uh, fighting past elections. We need to fight future ones. Mark's in West Hartford. Hey, Mark. Hey, Todd. Why don't your listeners start with Connecticut and then maybe New England, and then we'll take on the whole country. I, I don't understand. People don't pay attention around here. When you gave that simple analogy of the Democrats and Republicans being no different than organized crime. I don't think how, how spot on, I don't even think you know how spot on you are. The nursing home industry, did you see the paper today? Yeah, thank you this for This is unbelievable that to me. This is, um, so first of all, 
just remember this. We're the second highest in the nation for nursing home stays, second to Alaska. So we shouldn't even count Alaska because we know how that goes. So just remember that. So now they're saying we got a, we got a, a commissioner, Department of Social Service, uh, Services, Andrea Barton-Reeves. And let's get back to your analogy. One minute, these people are dining in an Italian restaurant, right? And a couple months later, they're, they're knocking each other off in front. You might get whacked. So, so just a couple years ago, think about our local government. They gave them $400 a day. They gave them an immunity order. So, so nobody could sue them as they were killing our loved ones in there. Now, a couple of months ago, they even sponsored Ned Lamont's inaugural ball. They were part of it, the Nursing Home Association. Now today, this same, these same, this same friendship has fallen apart. Now Connecticut is telling the nursing homes, if you don't fill the beds, we're no longer going to pay you for the empty beds. Now, first of all, I didn't even realize, as much as I looked into it, Mm-hmm. Todd, did you realize that we're paying these nursing homes for empty beds? Isn't that incredible? It's, it's beyond incredible. And then they have something called, and then they come up with terms. They said, if they don't start keeping their capacity at 90%, so think about that. If they got 100 beds and 90 are filled, they're getting paid for 10 beds that are empty. But they said if they below this mark of 90%, that the agency, Department of Social Services, is going to start reducing something called the AG cost. I don't even understand it. They, they put things in there where most providers earn their profits, administrative costs and this and that. This needs to be investigated. The relationship between Connecticut's nursing homes, again, second highest in the nation. And then every time I look at this stuff, they're broken down. It, and Todd, here's the best part. They have two bills. One bill is going to be filed that focuses on how nursing homes spend the money from the state. They're going to do that now. They gave these homeowners millions of dollars during COVID. The next bill, you're not going to believe it. There's a bill calling for more transparency on who actually owns the facilities. (laughs) You can't make it up. We don't even know who's I've asked George. I'm sorry to get all hyped up. Because I've asked George Colley, and he is working on it, but it's hard to do. We're trying to find out which nursing homes the owners are, or, you know, if they, a lot of times we all know there, there's, um, there's these uh, collaborations. So whoever owns them, and who took the most money? Because there's 220 homes in Connecticut. I know that the top 10% earners, there are some of those homeowners that took that money. And we don't even know who they are. we got to have a bill. To find out who owns them? It is. Every bit of it is bizarre and disgusting. So there was this one paragraph where they said that if nursing homes aren't able to um, to fill those last 10 percent, you said that that uh, 90 percent, they're supposed to have 90 percent of the beds filled minimum. Yeah. But if they can't fill up the rest of them, then they're going to have those AG costs that you were discussing, those administrative and, and um, general expenses and stuff that they get reimbursed for, apparently, or that's what the extra 10% is. So essentially the state is partners with the nursing homes, and yet they don't know who they're partners with. And, and, and like I said, the relationship was so solid just two years ago, just two months ago, to repeat myself, and now all of a sudden it's falling apart. They loved each other. Now, of course, you and I know 
it's because that COVID money is not around anymore. And now the state's going, hey, time out. Now that money's coming out of our hide. It's no longer through that fund. I mean, the quote right, in Mark, here, we are run. no longer paying. I'm sorry. Got to run. Thank you. I'm glad, I'm glad okay, you got bye. this out there. Thanks for the call, and I appreciate your patience. Let's get Walt in for Burlington. Hey, Walt. Hey, Todd. Um, listen, I'll make it quick. You know, you talked about Trump and your previous callers and whatnot, whether he's running to be uh, uh, to get revenge or not. Um, that may be a little bit true, but I think, and then the other thing was whether he's for the American people or not. I think 100% he is. And to why do you why do you think the, that? Because he's educating a lot of people as far as what the government is doing to the American people. If like the American what? people are the if the American people are the only people that are receiving something from the government, and that's who he's trying to. Uh, uh, that's the only American people. What about the other American people that are working for a living? You know, working hard for their tax dollars and whatnot. So he's what, exposing the government for what they are. What is he exposing? Please remind me, because I can't. I can't think of anything that he's teaching. Oh, okay. Well, just what you were talking about, the organization, the the uh, the shakedown of our tax dollars, you know what I mean? The mafia, so to speak. They're taking our money. He's exposing all of that. Where's our money going? The accountability. And he's showing that they're, they're just taking our money and doing whatever they want yes, with it. But, he's but more... that continued during the Trump years. Trump didn't reduce exactly. federal spending. He didn't. No, but... He didn't turn things around. No, but he exposed both his party and the Democratic Party. He called them both out. You know. Well, there um, is a good trend going on in that people are becoming aware of what thieves he, government. You know, these are these are the it, worst gangster organizations that that uh, society has ever go. born, and no, and more money has never been stolen than what's been stolen uh, by from right. the American it, people by the American government and and the state governments. And, and Connecticut is but not uh, everybody. Case in point. Not everybody knows that. Yes, and you so know, so it's good. I, that. that part of, you know, it's gotten easier for me to say those things because people, it doesn't sound quite as strange to people as it used to when I would say it. But still, and, the average person in Connecticut thinks that its government is on the up and up. We still have a lot to do. And that average person would be the one that's on the dole, that's getting something from the government. Those aren't the only American people. So to speak, as your previous call. Well, are you including uh, Are you including Medicare recipients on the dole? I mean, they are on. You know, listen, Medicare is different. I'm talking about things that should have lasted six months. Now they're lasting six years, six decades. But everybody you know? wants their piece um, of the action, and and when you let the the socialists start to build the socialist models, then they start propagating those socialist models, Walt. So it it doesn't. Uh, once you let that camel's nose under the tent, it doesn't ever leave. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why wait? Come on. Oh, come on. Why wait? You can rant right now at 860-751-4698 on the Todd Feinberg Show. Thanks so much for being here. I want to play you, um, this is uh, from this week, the news program. Chris Christie talking yesterday on this week about Trump. You saw the scenes at CP. And uh, just to be fair, keeping track, uh, keeping uh, everything honest and straight and clear, uh, Chris Christie, former governor of New Jersey, wants to be the Republican nominee for president. So that that you have to consider that when you listen to him talk. But he also provides uh, some good observations, I think. So listen to Chris. You saw the scenes at CPAC. That room was half full. Yeah. Okay. Let's not pretend that CPAC is CPAC anymore. It's TPAC. Okay. It's Trump PAC. It's not CPAC any longer. In other words, the conservative convention has been kidnapped by Donald Trump, and that's where his fans Most go. Most desperate people. Ooh, what's this? Okay. Let's not pretend that CPAC is CPAC anymore. It's TPAC. Okay, it's Trump PAC. It's not CPAC any longer. And only the most desperate people showed up at CPAC to even speak, other than Trump, um, or people within Trump's orbit. Um, the, the fact of what's going on here is the reason I think the rallies are not going on, Maggie, is not just because of the money, although I think that's a factor. I don't think the rallies would be nearly as big as they mm, were I, that, I, that is absolutely true. And it was you true last know, year. That's true. What got him upset on January 6th? The crowd size. The crowd size. <laughs> what got him upset on January 20th, 2017? The crowd size. He measures that as an example of his own power and his own authority, and I don't think he has it anymore. Look. He is the front runner. There's no doubt. He's an, essentially an incumbent president, running for renomination—not re-election, but renomination. And so, of course, he's the front runner right now and ahead in the polls. But there are lots of indicators here that he's not what he used to be in most respects. You're talking about, and so we're going to see how that plays out. So, has anybody uh, lost interest in Donald Trump? That's what Chris Christie is saying: is that the Trump's sway with the Republican base has changed. And one of the reasons he's not doing big events, Christie was saying, is because he can't get the crowds for those big events, and he would find that 
uh, devastating to have an event and have it not be big. And that's why he was going through the old events. So, so uh, there's a lot to think about in terms of Donald Trump running for president. And there's a lot to think about in terms of how we situate ourselves as individual voters and how we think of ourselves as as guardians of the country. That's why, see, this legacy got handed to us, the greatest concept ever delivered into a government concept is the American system. And that's the gift that we were given. It's not that America is the greatest country on earth because it because it has the most powerful military or because it's got the biggest economy. Our greatness lies in those concepts that were handed down that no government was ever formed before with. The reason I don't believe in government anymore, I've just given up on it. And now that's gotten me out of the Republican-Democrat binary of automatically wanting to do what I call Yankee suck syndrome. Why do you root for the Yankees? Because you were born here. Why do you root for the Red Sox? Because you were born there. And then you're uh, willing to die for them. Well, that's how it is with politics. And, and I don't believe we should do that. I believe that we should not worry so much about who the individual is. We should worry about what the policies are. And the gift that we were given is the thing that needs to be protected. And that gift is the understanding and the clear statement that the job of our government is to protect us from the evils of government. The founders were so devoted to the idea of how dangerous government was that they were appalled at the idea of having to create one. And that's the only way to feel, and we should feel appalled that we have to vote for these feeble-minded people to, uh, to lead the country, to trust the power to, because none of them rise to the occasion. That's where I come from. So I don't care about the individuals. I get these rants or calls on the air, people talking on and on and on about how they can't stand Joe Biden. Joe Biden's just another in a long line of dim-witted, over-the-hill uh, character actors who pretend to be a leader of some kind. And what makes Biden unique I, to me is he just isn't very good at pretending. He can't hide who he is. This is uh, more from this week. Maggie Hagerman, who writes for the New York Times. And I can't figure this out. He's clearly the front runner, clearly popular at CPAC. Well, that's George Stephanopoulos, but he's talking to Maggie and she'll answer. And I can't figure this out. He's clearly the front runner, clearly popular at CPAC. That's his home turf, as I said earlier. But is he running a real campaign? He has serious people running this campaign. There is a difference in terms of how it is put together from 2016 to now. But you are correct that we have seen somebody who got attention in 2015 because he was doing all of these rallies and he seemed very in your face and everywhere. And some of that, George, was because of how omnipresent he was in media. But he's, And he's not now. He's not on Fox very much, although they did carry his speech live yesterday. But he, yesterday was only his fourth real event. And that is a, a huge contrast. I suspect part of it, why we're not seeing big rallies is a his age I mean we talk a lot about Biden's age Donald Trump is not young number one number two I don't think they have the money that they once had on that campaign those rallies are incredibly expensive and so I think they are trying to chase news cycles they've done that somewhat effectively I, I want to hit on some that's interesting just an inside political writer for the big liberal newspaper Maggie Hagerman who writes for Haberman I guess it's Haberman she writes for the New York Times 
And she's saying Trump isn't the almighty rabble rouser that he once was. It's, it's a very different thing to try to defend power from having been a maverick who uh, coasted on the, onto the scene with the power of being new and different and uh, stepping outside the box. And it was captivating. Something from yesterday to your point on real campaign. Yesterday he said that he would not, and you played this earlier in the show, he would not drop out if he is indicted, which is a very real possibility in two different states and by the federal uh, officials. That gets us into very uncharted territory. Not normally, we've seen people who are under investigation before, but not this scenario and not with the backdrop of the January 6th How riot. How times does that word normal come up when you're talking well, about I mean, <laughs> But I think that this was, I think you combine him saying that with some of what he talked about in his speech yesterday, and I think people really need to watch for how he is going to potentially incorporate an indictment. Yeah, and, and Chris. So I, I think that's a really good point that Trump will be. Trump is planning on, I think, counting on an indictment as how he is going to navigate a candidacy. And the, he, I think that he would look at the, an indictment as being a legitimization of his candidacy and of his grievances. What do you think about that? 860 9842. Chris, he seems to think, at least he says, and his people say, that he'll be able to use an indictment as a sign that he's being persecuted. Is that realistic? What the hell is he going to say? <laughs> I mean, you know, George, like, you get indicted. You know, you got you to gotta say that, or else it's a death knell, right? So that's what he's going to say. But look. That is a good point that he has to. He has to bake it in and make it look like that's all good. It's just like Biden has to say that he's a candidate. He's, his plan is to, he's planning to run for re-election. Just hasn't sat down and made the decision for real, but he's planning on run. Because as soon as you're, as soon as you waver on that, then you make yourself weaker. You saw the scenes at CPAC. That room was half full. Yeah. Okay. Let's not pretend that CPAC is CPAC anymore. It's TPAC. Yeah, so we heard that already. So there's your observation from Chris Christie. And there's your observation from Maggie Haberman. And just a little something for you to react to and maybe say something about. 860-522-9842. Rant line number 751-4698. We've got coming up... Let me just look at my. Yeah, so Rob Sampson is going to be here in about 20, 25 minutes. State Senator from Wolcott will be filling us in on what's going on at the state capitol. Chris Powell joins us today. And uh, we've got the rants coming up a little after 5 o'clock. And then we've got a uh, another young Liberty guy coming up in the last half hour of the show, 5.30 to 6 in that period of time. So that's where we are. And I want to take a call from you, so please jump on the phone and call in, and we'll talk to people. We'll take some calls after we get a little break in. What else do I have to tell you? There's something else that was just going to jump out of my mouth, and I can't remember what it was, so I'll tell you when we continue. Stay with us on WTIC. Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. 860-522-9842. Hello, John in Farmington. Hey, Todd. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Um, I, I'm trying to think of what to say. I, I had a lot of time to think through all of that. And, you're, and you had too much time, so you forgot it now. I know that happens. <laughs> 
you're sitting there on hold, and you say, why did I call? What was I all upset about? Chris Christie sounds like the, the tool that the mainstream media wanted, and uh, he was happy to oblige. I'm sure he knows he's just a tool, and he's just eating sour grapes because Donald Trump blew him out of the water. Well, he's planning to run, too, so he's looking to uh, maybe bend events a little bit. But it's still, I think a lot of people would agree with what he's saying. Where do you think he's wrong? Donald Trump is the only guy that will actually make a difference for the country. Uh, I don't like that he's bashing Ron DeSantis. And Ron DeSantis, if he's the nominee, who wouldn't vote for him? He's a great guy. Um, But I don't know that any of them are going to fight the way you have to fight against the forces that we're up against. But when you saw the forces, when you see the forces that Trump provokes by his very presence, when you see what they did to him in the White House, it was like all-out war. So it's true that Trump's policies are way better than anybody else's because he doesn't play the game of using the policy for his own personal benefit most of the time. But uh, you still have to deal with the fact that, well, let me just play this little clip from uh, the weekend because I think it's pretty provocative. In 2016, I declared, I am your voice. Today, I add, I am your warrior. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I am your retribution. What, what do we need retribution for? What is the retribution that we want, you know? uh, I'm sure the January 6th guys that are still sitting in jail think they deserve some retribution. And do you think they should be let out? Absolutely. You do? Absolutely. They should never have been put in there. It's unbelievable. So you you don't think that uh, people who beat people up and attack cops and stuff like that, nobody should have gone to prison? I think the January 6th committee wants all, all of us to believe that's what they were doing. Uh, hopefully all the real video, the all the video will come out and prove that it was a big joke. Have it was you, a riot um, that got out of hand. Have you seen the, um, the video that is online that shows more? I, I, I haven't seen it. I understand there's more no. video available, like in underground, what do you call that, dark web? stuff right no I, ha- I haven't seen it either but i heard it's being released mm. yeah well tucker we'll see carlson, tucker, tucker yeah. carlson apparently has access to it so yes. um and it's pretty damning for for these supposed uh january 6th committee it was just a whole farce well the, the committee was just a- but see the committee isn't the thing we need to be paying attention to the to my, in my mind because yes well, of just course came up because of course the committee's a farce. It's run by Democrats, and it was a TV show they put on to ruin Trump. My only point is that this is what Trump attracts. He, attra- he attacks fights about things uh, that have to do with him that don't have to do with us. I, I, I'll certainly vote for him if he is the nominee. I'm, I'm not sure he's electable. I understand that fear, and, and so I, I don't really have uh, 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 any wisdom on what should happen but um uh i'm fully supporting everything he does and like sarah huckabee says it's become normal uh uh, versus crazy the left is crazy men can be pregnant it's unbelievable (laughs) people are actually believing that yes they are they are off the deep end thank you john good to hear from you 
I looked up retribution, by the way. It's kind of shocking what it means. Punishment inflicted on someone as vengeance for a wrong or criminal act. So Donald Trump wants to get retribution against who, do you think? And what? And how do we, how, you know, how much political capital gets spent on retribution for whoever? I assume what Donald Trump is talking about is, is people who denied him re-election. But retribution, punishment inflicted on someone as vengeance for a wrong or criminal act. I don't want to spend the next four years chasing down whoever Donald Trump thinks wronged him in the election from the previous four years. I just, even, even if it's deserved punishment, it's just where I don't think we should be putting our energies. 860-522-9842. Rant line number 860-751-4698. We'll do the rants in about, uh, about an hour and 10 minutes or so. That's coming up, and we've got a traffic report to do. Mark Christopher in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. We'll check in with Mark right now and see what's going on in that neck of the woods. Hey, Mark. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 